Good morning, Sunset. It is a pleasure to see you on this Easter morning so that we can all remember and say together, Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. I, I, I don't know that you were ready for that. Let's say this again. Okay, let's try it one more time. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully you remembered and we're saying it along with us at home. It is uh, a pleasure to be with you today for all of those who are connecting, either uh, Sunset members or family members or friends. We're grateful for uh, your presence with us today and hope that our time together will be a blessing for you. Thank you for all the ways that you have been helping your neighbors, both physical and spiritual neighbors, um, the way that you have been taking care of your own health and then also looking out for the health and the uh, the, uh, the uh, the well-being of, of those around you. I know that many of you are going through difficult moments because of jobs, because of uh, kids at home, because of school, because of different kinds of things. And, and so we appreciate the sacrifices you're making and, and hope that you will continue to, uh, to keep on. We've got probably a couple more weeks of this, but we're going to keep on uh, uh, working towards that goal. Uh, we want to give a special thank you to the Chaffins, Lynn and Lisa, for the generous donations of tomatoes. Uh, many of us have been enjoying tomato sandwiches, and I've even known of some people to eat the tomato just like it was an apple. Um, haven't gotten there yet, but, uh, but, but they say it's delicious, and I might try that at, at some point. Also remember that if you have any kinds of needs, if you need some help picking things up from the store, or if you need someone to go, uh, you can always call the church office during the week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Uh, we are answering the phones, and then they can relay a message. We can meet people up here if you need different kinds of supplies or anything at all. Just let us know, and we'd be glad to help. Also, don't forget to um, either mail in or make your offering via e-giving on the website. Uh, you can do it from your phone. You can do it through uh, an account that you have set up uh, on, on your computer. Um, or if some of you just need and feel like the way to make your offering is through cash, uh, uh, you can stick that in an envelope and just let us know and we can have someone here uh, to, to receive that. And so um, uh, thank you for your generosity and thank you for the way that we are all working together uh, to get through this. I want to uh, just ask you to stay with us at the end of, of the sermon. I know sometimes people kind of uh, uh, fade out. Uh, but uh, but please stay with us because we have a special treat for you at the end and you'll want to, uh, to, to see that and be a part of that. Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. You know, the memories of our life are punctuated by major events. Uh, most of us who are probably 15 years and older can remember the moment when we heard the news about 9-11, about the attack on New York City. We can remember who we were with and what we were doing. And I'm pretty positive that Easter 2020 will also be a part of our collective memory. We'll remember where we were. We weren't with our congregation showing off our latest Easter clothes or our new hat or, or uh, uh, celebrating with the children out in the field out back. We were all in our homes, behind closed doors, and fearful. 
the first Easter found Jesus's followers in a very, very similar situation, behind closed doors and fearful. They were afraid of the Jewish leaders. They had already gone after Jesus, and most likely his followers would be next. They might have been afraid of Jesus himself. They had let him down. They have abandoned him. And what if he showed up, even though that was kind of outside their realm of possibility? And now we find ourselves behind closed doors, fear of getting sick or passing on the virus to someone else. And so we find ourselves in a similar situation. The Easter story of Jesus' resurrection is told in all of the four Gospels, the four narratives that describe his life, his death, and his resurrection. Today we're going to focus on the version that we find in the book of Matthew, and I want to read that and then just make three observations about what we find in the text. Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 1. Early Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women quickly ran from the tomb. They were very frightened but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him and grasped his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The word of God. There are three things that the angel and Jesus say to these two women who went to meet him. And, and I think they're instructive for us, and, and I want to just kind of uh, think out loud with you about those three things. The first thing, don't be afraid. Both the angel and Jesus tell the women not to be afraid. But you know, in my experience, when someone tells me not to be afraid, it's probably because there's a reason to be afraid. When the captain comes on the airplane, uh, on the air, speaker in the, uh, on a flight and says, don't worry, it's just a little bit of uh, uh, turbulence, it means that there's turbulence and I'm probably going to get worried. There was reason to be afraid. There were legitimate reasons to be afraid then, and there are legitimate reasons to be afraid today. This coronavirus is greedy has no forethought and no plan. It doesn't care who it ravages and it seeks to devour whoever is in its path. Ernest Hemingway said years ago, the world breaks everyone and after many are strong at the broken places. But those that will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. So even with all of this, both the angel and Jesus say, don't be afraid. 
the words that they give us don't really in and of themselves give us assurance. It's more who the person is that's talking to us that gives us the assurance. What Jesus and the angel are not saying is that don't worry, everything will turn out fine. Because we've heard that before and it always doesn't turn out fine or it doesn't turn out fine always. Sometimes uh, um, what we think they're saying or what we hear is uh, it, 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 things won't go wrong, but we know that sometimes things do go wrong. So, so what are they saying when they tell us, don't be afraid? When the angel and the Jesus and Jesus would tell us today, don't be afraid. I think what they're saying is whatever happens, God is present to strengthen you and to hold us up at this particular time. I think what they're saying is whatever we have to go through, we don't go through it alone. Even though we are separated, we are with our brothers and sisters, connected via uh, the technology, but even from a distance we can greet one another. I think they're saying that nothing we encounter is stronger than God's love. That ultimately God gets the last word, and that word is God wins in the end. So don't be afraid. The second thing that both Jesus and the angel tell these women is, come, well, the, the angel tells the women is, come and see. You know, that's an interesting invitation because what were they going to see? Well, nothing. <laughs> the angel says, come and see, look inside the tomb. And what do they see? Nothing. They see an empty tomb. You know, in scripture, we don't really have a true resurrection account. No one saw the resurrection. No one saw Jesus literally rise from the dead. What we have are post-resurrection accounts, and we have people talking about what happened after the fact. And so, I don't know about you, but sometimes people, they wish, I wish I could have been there. I wish I was living at that particular time. Well, if you had been, you wouldn't have seen it because no one that was living in those days saw the actual resurrection themselves. And later on in Matthew chapter 28, we're going to have some of those conspiracy theories about what happened to the body. The Romans took it. The disciples took it. Jesus wasn't dead. He just fainted. Or, or what everybody saw was a hallucination. There's all kinds of reasons why the tomb was empty. But the invitation to us is come and see. You know, if you're struggling to believe that this is real, if you're struggling to believe that someone could rise from the dead, let me just assure you and affirm you in that doubt because there are a lot of things that were happening that were difficult to believe. The women didn't believe. The early disciples had a hard time believing. It took a demonstration from Jesus himself to see that. So, so if you're at a moment of doubt today, lean into that doubt. Question your doubt. Do the study. Think through. Why was the tomb empty? Where did his body go? What happened to it? And I think you'll find that all of the theories just fall short of an explanation that really makes sense. Jude 22 says that we should be merciful to those who doubt. And so if you're doubting today, if you're struggling, please know 
that we're supporting you, we love you, and we want to walk with you through this time. Don't be afraid. Come and see. The third thing is a bit surprising. Go and tell. Go and tell. Uh, the angel and Jesus give the message, give the same message to the women. Go to Galilee and tell the news. Go to the disciples and tell the news. The crucified Jesus has been risen, raised to eternal life, and not just for us, but for all. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. The interesting thing is that he has commissioned us to join him in this mission. The Easter message, as Matthew relates it, is a message of mission, of joining him and being his ambassadors, his representatives, his agents here on earth. You know, that's what God had in mind from the very beginning when he made human beings in the Garden of Eden. He put us, his image in us, and now we are his representatives on earth. Now, you might be wondering, I'm just not the kind of person that can represent God very well. See, we tend to think of our faults and we tend to focus on our failings. But evidently what Jesus and what God do is they look at the relationship. Jesus, in the last verse of our text in chapter uh, 28, verse 10, says, Go tell my brothers. Jesus calls them my brothers. They had deserted Jesus. They had disappointed him. But he calls them my brothers. They are my family. And once we've made that decision to be a part of Jesus' family, then we're together. But in order to be a part of Jesus' family, we have to go through a period of transformation. Resurrection is all about transformation. After three days, Jesus' body was transformed. After three days, Jonah's body, when he was in the, in the fish for three days, when he came, he was transformed spiritually. After this time of quarantine, we will come out and potentially we can be transformed as well. But the question is, what are we transforming to? What are we going to be when we get out on the other side post-coronavirus? Perhaps there's some spiritual qualities that you need to add to your life. Perhaps there's a decision that you've made that you've never followed up on about being baptized and, and getting into a relationship with God. Perhaps there's some sins you need to confess, some relationships that need to be restored, some habits you need to leave, and some new practices you need to add. Today is the day to make those decisions known. Today is the day to make those decisions and begin living the resurrection life. We invite you to consider how your life will look different when we get on the other side. Don't be afraid. Come and see. Go and tell. Our prayer is that God will walk with you as we are walking with you through this time, that we will get through this together, and on the other side, we'll be able to rejoice with God's goodness.